Welcome to another exciting podcast episode of the decline and fall of America. I am your worldwide podcasting host, Charles Factor, broadcasting live from the new Holly Springs Studios in the beautiful state of North Carolina. Today, we have a fascinating subject for discussion. We're going to be talking about how the United States military plans to unleash thousands of autonomous war robots over the next two years. This is not a joke, people. This is what's actually going on. Uh, Let me repeat that. The United States government plans to unleash thousands of autonomous war robots over the next two years. So what's interesting to me about this is um, it's basically a new initiative by the Department of Defense of our federal government to basically create autonomous warfighting machines. In other words, they don't need direction from human beings. They can basically fight a war for you without humans being involved. Well, there's pluses and there's minuses to that. The plus is you don't lose human operators uh, in combat because these are robots. So if the robot gets destroyed, people go, oh, so what? It's expensive, but you don't lose a human life. The downside of it is what happens if the robots start killing the wrong people at the wrong times for the wrong reasons. You may think this is a joke, but it isn't. I remember when I was younger, decades ago, the original Terminator movie came out with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm a big fan of it, the first Terminator movie. And in it, they showed all these hunter-killer drones that were autonomous drone robots that would fly around killing human beings off because they decided on their own that human beings were the enemy and they needed to be eliminated. And the, the Terminator movie was how do human beings stop this? In other words, how do humans stop annihilation from these autonomous war robots? At the time that the movie came out, this was science fiction. Nobody thought this was possible. I certainly didn't. I didn't see it happening. I didn't, there weren't any drones per se at that point. Boy, have times changed, right? You've got drones now flying around the world and they're, they're loaded with cannons and rockets and missiles and bombs and even machine guns. And, but, but the difference here is, These drones at least have a human operator that's driving them and telling them when to fire and when not to fire. So you have a pilot that's not in the drone but is on the ground by remote control or by satellite telling the drones what to do. That's the current technology. What this is is different. The federal government's trying to develop robots and drones that don't need a human operator. That's what's going on here. So this is a big change. You know, you may not be aware of this, but I was a military officer at one point in my career. I spent years as a military officer for the United States uh, Navy, and I, I rose to a pretty good rank. I was a lieutenant commander. So I'm not a, I'm not a foreigner or a stranger to, to military or military technology. I'm pretty familiar with it, and I read a lot and study a lot. So I'm up to speed on this stuff. This article that we're going to discuss today was written by somebody that works for a university. And then this article was re, um, republished by the Associated Press, which is a big international press organization. So this article was written by Peter Layton. Apparently he works for Griffith University. And the headline of this article, which I'll read to you and then we'll discuss, is, quote, the United States military plans to unleash thousands of autonomous war robots over the next two years, unquote. Let me read the the article, or at least parts of the article, and we'll discuss it after that. Here's the article, quote, The United States military plans to start using thousands of autonomous weapon systems in the next two years 
in a bid to counter China's growing power, the United States Deputy Secretary of Defense, Kathleen Hicks, announced in a speech on Monday, the so-called Replicator Initiative aims to work with defense and other tech companies to produce high volumes of affordable systems for all branches of the military. Military systems capable of various degrees of independent operation have become increasingly common over the past decade or so, but the scale and scope of the U.S. announcement makes it clear that the future of conflict has changed. The age of warfighting robots is upon us. Over the past decade, there has been considerable development of advanced robotic systems for military purposes. Many of these have been based on modifying commercial technology, which itself has become more capable, cheaper, and more widely available. More recently, the focus has shifted onto experimenting with how to best use these in combat. Russia's war in Ukraine has demonstrated that technology is ready for real-world deployment. Loitering munitions, a form of robot air vehicle, has been widely used to find and attack armored vehicles and artillery. Ukrainian naval attack drones have paralyzed Russia's Black Sea fleet, forcing their crewed warships to stay in port. Military robots are an idea whose time has come. In her speech, Hicks talked about a perceived urgent need to change how wars are fought. She declared in somewhat impenetrable Pentagon speak that the new replicator program would field attributable, attributable autonomous systems at scale of multiple thousands in multiple domains within the next 18 to 24 months. Decoding this, autonomous means a robot that can carry out complex military missions without human intervention. Attributable means that the robot is cheap enough that it can be placed at risk and lost if a mission is of high priority. Such a robot is not quite designed to be disposable, but it would be reasonably affordable so that many can be bought and combat losses replaced. Finally, multiple domains means that the robot's on land, at sea, and in air, and in space. In short, it's robots everywhere for all kinds of tasks. For the United States military, Russia is an acute threat, and China is a practice, a pacing challenge against which it to benchmark its military capabilities. China's People Liberation Army is seen as having a significant advantage in terms of mass, has more people, more tanks, more ships, more missiles, and so on. The United States may have better quality equipment, but China wins on quantity. By quickly building thousands of attributable autonomous systems, this replicator program will now give the United States the numbers considered necessary to win future major wars. The imagined future war of most concern is the hypothetical battle for Taiwan, which some postulate is soon going to begin. Recent tabletop war games have suggested large swarms of robots could be the decisive elements for the United States in defeating any major Chinese invasions. However, Replicator is also looking further ahead and aims to institutionalize mass production of robots for the long term. Hicks argued, quote, we must ensure that China's leadership makes up every day, wakes up every day and considers the risk of aggression and concludes today's not the day. Reading further in the article, one great concern about autonomous systems is whether or not their use can conform to the laws of armed conflict. Optimists argue that robots can be carefully programmed to follow rules, but in the heat and confusion of combat, they may even obey better than humans. But pessimists counter by noting that not all situations can be foreseen 
And robots well, may well misunderstand an attack when they should not. They have a point. Among earlier autonomous military systems, the flanks, close-in point defense gun, and the Patriot surface-to-air missile have both misperformed. Used only once in combat during the first Gulf War in 1991, the phalanx fired at a chafe decoy, decoy cloud rather than countering the attacking anti-ship missile. The more modern Patriot has proven effective in shooting down attacking ballistic missiles, but also twice it has shot down friendly aircraft during the second Gulf War in 2008, killing their human crews. Clever designs can overcome such problems in future autonomous systems. However, Hicks promised a responsible and ethical approach to artificial intelligence and autonomous systems in her speech, which suggests any system able to kill targets will still need formal authorizations from a human to do so. The United States may be the first na nation to field large numbers of autonomous systems, but other countries will be close behind. China is an obvious candidate with great strength in both artificial intelligence and combat drone production. However, because much of the technology behind autonomous military drones has been developed for civilian purpose, it is going to be widely available and relatively cheap. Autonomous military systems are not just for the great powers, but could also soon be fielded by many middle and smaller powers. And the article goes on from there. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but you get the idea. So, you know, what we saw decades ago in the original Terminator movie, which was science fiction, autonomous hunter-killer drones, my friends, that's reality now. The technology is there, and they're going to build them in the next two years. So this is not coming from me. This is a university professor that is telling us that this is coming from one of the leaders of the Department of Defense in the United States. So what does this mean? Well, it means that we're turning over, not all, but a lot of our warfighting capabilities to autonomous robots. And they're going to be in the air, in the land, and in the sea. And will they make mistakes? Sure they will. I mean, you know, are they going to be able to see as clearly as they need to? What if there's explosions and clouds and dust and storm and rains and snow? All, you know, and what happens if the program isn't right or the program has a bug or the program gets hacked or a virus from an enemy takes over, a computer virus takes over the robot and has it do things that it shouldn't be doing, like attacking the people that are flying it? And then what happens if other countries duplicate it and our enemies and our allies create all these autonomous hunter-killer drones on land and air and in sea? And then what happens to everyone else, us human beings? What happens if we lose control? What happens if we lose control? What does it mean when humans are no longer directing combat? What does it mean when robots have the autonomy to decide who to kill and who not to kill? This is a big step. It's not happening decades in the future. It's happening right now, people. America is in the process of turning over its military defense to autonomous robot systems run by artificial intelligence. Not all of it, but some of it. Is this going to make us safer? Is this going to make us in more danger? What do you think? When we're no longer willing to lose people in combat, can we even defend our country anymore? Has our country become so weak militarily, we're not even defending our own border with Mexico? Five million people walked across an open border because our federal government fails to defend it, fails to close it. If you can't even defend your own border... What are you going to do with the robots? What are you going to do with them? Where are you going to put them? Where are you going to deploy them? What a mess. 
That's where we're at, people. I ask you, is this going to make our empire, our nation stronger and safer and better and faster? Or is this yet another clear sign, another clear indicator of the decline and fall of America? I am Charles Factor, your worldwide podcasting host, broadcasting live from the new studios in Holly Springs, North Carolina, wishing you a great day.